episode of Naked Men Talking, a podcast exploring naturism and the power of getting your clothes off. I'm Gareth Johnson. On today's episode, we're joined by Anthony Duran. Anthony is a photographer and filmmaker. Originally from Australia, he's now based in Palm Springs and is immersed in the world of adult entertainment. Anthony, welcome. Hey, how are you? Really well, really well. Now, I want to get into, there's so much to talk about with you, but I thought a good place to start would be how you kicked off your career, which is as a photographer, originally in the world of fashion. How did you end up in Hollywood photographing porn stars? Um, I, I uh, moved back to Los Angeles in 1990, uh, to Los Angeles in 1995. And uh, I happened to be at this party in the Hollywood Hills and I met this uh, photographer and we kind of start connected and we started dating. And uh, I was an assistant photographer more at that this point. I was, you know, shooting fashion and sh- working with every fashion photographer I could possibly get a hold of just to learn the trade. And uh, he said, you know, I shoot porn and it's the same lighting. Can you help me? And I said, sure. So uh, I started helping him. And uh, then he, his name was Jeff Burton. And he was, uh, he's now a big fashion photographer, shoots for Louis Vuitton, Gucci, everything. And uh, so he left and went to Falcon Studios. And I, I just inherited his job. But I was sick of the hustle. I just wanted to have a permanent job so like i was exclusive photographer for catalina video for eight years and and they wanted me to direct and 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 there i was like after eight years i had directed like 80 films and shot over 500 dvd covers how did that feel though to sort of just be landed in that world did that feel like a natural fit was that somewhere you felt instantly at home yeah, it, it's funny because as a joke in college, I told my photographer, I, the last, uh, uh, like, we had to s- say goodbye to our class and a, a photography course. And it was like, a, you know, a, a two and a half year course. And I said, they s- asked us what I want, what we wanted to do. And I said, as a t- joke to be cheeky, I said, I want to work in the porn industry. And my teacher was so mad at me. And then here I am, like, 25 years later, you know, still shooting all the time in the porn industry. Because also, if you think about it, in the mid-90s when your teacher had that reaction, you know, th- there was a quite a different perception of the porn industry and what porn was. You know, compared to today, you can sort of think, well, there's been a bit of mainstreaming and there's a bit, you know, everyone's doing porn these days kind of thing. But back in the mid-90s, that wasn't the case. Um, no, everyone assumed that the whole the whole uh shoot everyone was on drugs yeah and uh i I didn't want to ruin like after a while i got it i was like i don't want to ruin anyone's fantasy but (laughs) like i can't just put my camera on automatic and let it shoot itself and (laughs) so i would i would say yeah whatever you want to think like you know but i'm very technical and very like uh like i get in my head and i want if i don't give the shot for the dvd cover or the or the ad or whatever um then I don't get, you know, then I, you, know. you haven't done your job. You haven't done it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, it, there was no Viagra. There was nothing to help you uh, get an erection except for either your co-star, which normally they didn't get along. 
Yeah. And there was there was no cell phone to look and look at scroll at videos at Twitter or whatever. Um, you had to rely. You had to get a hard on through your through your imagine uh, through your, like your thoughts or oh, the old school fluffer. Um, that is that no one no one was actually on set as a designated fluffer. If uh, if a model asked you, could you help me pinch my nipples or make out with me? Then you had to go in the other room. You weren't allowed to do it in front of stuff. But it, it was very respectful, and uh, and I don't know how I I can't imagine how it worked out because everyone is on Viagra or something now. You know, I know it's in a world of trimix. How did they do it? So, yeah. <laughs> I, I I didn't want to say trimix because I didn't know if it would you know. But everyone and their everyone like the twenty two year olds are on trimix. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Have you ever tried it? I've never tried it, but I'm intrigued, but a little apprehensive as well. I'm a monster on it. Like, <laughs> I, I'm like a, I'm crazy on it. Yeah, it's it's so much. It's really fun. Game changer. Yeah. Um, what I sort of remember about porn from you know the mid '90s and onwards was it really set a, a standard for what gay porn stars looked like and what that porn mm. aesthetic was, and that's like it's evolved over time. But I was interested in your perspective of how you know that those fantasies that you're presenting on screen and you know how you've seen that change over the years um when i started it was hairless yeah like uh, it was coming out of the late 80s and everyone was shaved and plucked and but you know how what i remember was the 70s porn where everyone was hairy loved it and and then it and then it i loved it like if i saw a man with a bush at the gym i, I, I was mesmerized <laughs> i was like i would follow them yeah so and then it became like plucked and shaved and you were tanned and like blonde. no body hair. Yeah. Yeah. Blonde and, and uh, no body hair. And really for me, that was the most, I was not attracted. I still was looking at cult calendars and you know, that, that kind of stuff. That was, that was the kind of guy that I liked. Yeah. That big hairy beefy guy. Yeah. That kind of porn fucked me up a bit. Cause I was, I thought, Oh, now I've got to go and get my hair lasered off or whatever, because you know, that's, I will never have sex if I've got any body hair kind of thing. But you yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> that's mad. Yeah, it, it, it was, it was. And I, you know what? I, I have to say that I never succumbed to that. I always had a, I always had kind of a, a 70s bush kind of, I thought it was my thing. <laughs> and I thought, uh, but um, yeah, like back then it was like uh, Jeff Stryker, you know, those were the guys that were sh were at this Catalina when I was just started there. But then now it's evolved and it's like, it started going to Harry with the hair was back. Chest hair was back. Yeah. Uh, mustaches were coming back. And I was all about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what was your relationship with your body? Like you talked about how you were, you know, going against the porn archetype in a way. But were you confident in your body? Were you confident in getting naked in front of people? And how did working in that world of porn influence all of that? Um, it really, like, I, I thought I can't ask a model to get naked in front of me and be, feel comfortable if I don't feel comfortable that way. And... Um, uh, if I, I don't, I think if I would have had a, been smaller endowed, like down there, if I did, if I didn't have a shower, I may not have been as confident sure. as I was. Yeah. And so uh, that confidence came from like, uh, it, 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 it didn't get much bigger when it was hard, but it was the shower. So it looked good, you know, that way. I could drop my trousers and be, be comfortable. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, to totally. But yeah, you know, I couldn't ask uh, 
a model to get naked in front of me after I knew him for an hour and and feel sexy and confident unless I could do it myself. Yeah. So I was, uh, thank God, I, I was really comfortable with my body. But what was it like growing up? Because you grew up in Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne and Los Angeles. Ah, so you spent time in Los Angeles as well. But so did, were you spending time in locker rooms or how did you get so comfortable with, with who you were? Uh, Albert Park Lake. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, used <to> cruise, <laughs> I used to cruise the bathrooms there when I was like, I'd ride my bicycle and cruise the, oh, man, I had the best time. Like, I was crazy. <laughs> I, I, They don't have beats in America ah. like they have beats in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Like the beats were, the beats were fun, like, you know, I, I had some good times at the beats. Well, but also going to a beat as a younger guy, you feel a bit like a rock star kind of thing because everyone's interested mm-hmm, in what you've yeah. got to offer. Right, 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 right. It's true. And uh, I just, that's where I kind of learned or uh, felt comfortable with my sexuality. Like, oh, I could, if I want to get off, I can just go down to the beat yeah, and yeah. like just pretend I'm on my bicycle right now. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, but in, in, in the States, it was all about the locker room or the gym or 24-hour fitness in Santa Monica Boulevard, uh-huh, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, you, that, that's where you could go and see naked guys, the hottest, all, all the porn stars went there. I want to talk a little bit about the studio work that you're sort of doing. You know, you've got uh, content lines such as Nasty Daddy and Gentleman's Closet. And, you know, the scenes that you're putting out through those, those studios, you know, are a certain aesthetic and certain type of fantasy and i was wondering does that represent your sort of fantasies or is it catering more to what the audience tells you what they want sort of thing um i I actually throw a little bit of my fashion sense into gentleman's closet it wasn't really um me and my business partner trenton ducati bought gentleman's closet and we didn't know what to do with it like uh we just thought we we just just start shooting it and uh I'm now into it and I kind of am the creative force behind it. And uh, that I, I'm now into a little bit into feet and sheer socks and all that. Kind uh, of stuff. But are you saying that you've got more into it since having to figure out how do I make this content? Oh, actually now I'm into this yeah. content. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Feet kind of turned me on now. Ah. I mean, yeah, definitely, definitely not a sheer sock so much, but uh, maybe an athletic foot, like a gym sock. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that's more my, that's more of my speed. But um you know, I just catered to, to uh, Gentleman's Closet's fan base is very specific and they love the sheer sock. But Nasty Daddy, like we were talking earlier, is the hairy, the beefy guy, the, the 70s porn star. And that's that was kind of my inspiration too there. Yeah, no, it catches the energy of that so well. I think I, I really like that. Those scenes, they're great. Um, connected sex for uh, Nasty Daddy is what turns me on. That's connect. Can, the connection turns me on. That's the foreplay for me. How do you get that connection to translate, you know, on screen in that way? Because that's, you know, that's the gold dust almost. And it's not really that easy to direct, is it? No. Um, uh, on Nasty Daddy, I would say it's a little more, e- it's a little easier. But uh, like the younger guys on, on our other site called Trailer Trash Boys, uh, they, the older guys on Nasty Daddy had, know about the connection because they were around when before there were cell phones and we had to go cruise the bars. Um, the younger guys don't really, they, they're always on their phone <laughs> jerking off in the corner. And it's like, it's, 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 it's strange, but, um, you know, uh, I just, I, I, I want them to, I don't want them to go straight for, uh, getting on their knees. I want them to kiss for a while, smell each other's armpits, yeah, yeah. play with each other's nipples, you know, get, 
get the foreplay going, get the connection going. And uh, that, that's what that's what inspires me. That's what I model all my sex scenes after. Oh, totally. I get more turned on by kissing scenes than almost anything else, I think. like, <laughs> Yeah, to- totally, totally, 100%. <laughs> um, what about the casting process then? Because you're talking about those different types of guys that you're putting in your films. Is it easy to find guys who want to appear in porn these days? Because obviously they've got other options as well. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's still pretty easy. Um, by the time you get to me, you someone has referred you and said you got to work with Anthony Duran, or you know he you'll get a good uh, you'll get a good scene and some quality photos out of it. And uh, now because uh, um, a lot of the actors can do their OnlyFans and we're really happy for them that they can make their own money, so we have decided that. After we shoot them and we release the scene a couple of months, we'll give them the full edited scene for their OnlyFans or their fan page. So it's a win-win because they promote us and we promote them. Uh, so the advantage for you is that it puts your brand and your content in front of different people, sort of? And, and sort of uh, fans, people that don't really do this, don't like studio work, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, so it, get, it gives us a whole new audience. And sometimes uh, uh, OnlyFans model that's never done a studio will show up to a shoot and they'll have 500,000 followers on Twitter. Yeah. And it's like, bingo. Yeah, I give them the scene and I'm happy to. I'm happy to give them some photos with the logo on it and say, blast away, you know, um, and, and they love it. So, yeah, because it's not cannibalizing your revenue in any way, really, because they, they weren't people you were reaching full stop. No. No, no, yeah, ah, yeah. I hadn't thought of it like that. Yeah. yeah, so we're having fun with a lot of the OnlyFans guys. They're they're fun to work with. And you mentioned how you know you like to generate that energy between you performers on screen. Can you sort of tell in the moment as you're filming, oh, this is working, this is going to work well, or is it something that only becomes apparent in the editing process, or even when you put it out there? How do you know that you've created good stuff? Um, hopefully, the editor can edit it together, but uh, many times. Um, actors don't connect once they get on set. Yeah. You know, um, and, and they're always asking me, can I have their Twitter? Can I have their number? Can I, and you know, their scene partner. And I always try, I'm always reserved for that because then they get to know each other and they get bitchy with each other <laughs> before the, the next shoot. And they're like, I, I, I you know, I, I don't want to kiss him. I don't want to do it. It's, it's, it's strange. Um, but hopefully, hopefully they're only on set for a couple hours with me and hopefully they can, as an actor, a porn actor, they can pull it off, you know. Why do you think that you know, often is that animosity? Is that ego driven or insecurity or what, what what's mm-hmm. going on there psychologically? Um, like a lot of, uh, you know, he has a better body than me or he's uh, has more Twitter followers than me. And I say, uh, I say, let, 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 we're here. Let's do, do, make the best, but step up and, and uh, you know, um, it's ego it's a lot of times it's ego and so i'll have to walk them off the little ledge and like you know <laughs> kind of show them show before i before we start the video i'll show them a photo i did of them and they'll like oh wow like you know they love it so then they get a little excited so i started my career out shooting teen magazine shooting the fashion spreads for teen magazine <laughs> and so i used to have to talk to the teenagers like oh my god you're so pretty are you going to prom i love that dress oh my god so I, that's how I talk. I'm saying it's the same the therapy, stuff. the same approach. It's like- <laughs> I, I have to, I have to coddle them. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that was the best uh, education for me because I, I would shoot the teen fashion stuff for. I would shoot all day, all like all the time and i got 150 dollars a day <laughs> and it was like it was a great education though i learned to shoot fast 
And I learned, yeah, it was the best education. And fragile egos. The fragile egos of teen yeah. models and porn stars. <laughs> yeah. I, you could never say to a teen model, oh, uh, can you go back to the hairstylist or can you go back to the makeup? I don't like the makeup because they had complete meltdowns. I would just say, oh, I love the hair. Can, can the hairstylist come in here and, and do more you know, of that? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So you had to be you had to be very careful because meltdowns happen very often or even. Even worse, the mothers of the teenagers oh. would melt down. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. the good thing with porn stars. You don't have to deal with their mothers. But uh... <laughs> uh, No, but there, there, there's there, been some meltdowns, man, like, <laughs> you know, that are epic, that are epic. Yeah, so. Um, you talked about how you sometimes taking photos and showing them to the models to, you know, reassure them that everything's going well. Has the role of a photographer on a porn set, has that changed from when you started in the industry? Like, what does the photographer do in this sort of situation? Um, so uh, in the old in, in the old days, I used to have to put a, a box around my camera. And while they were shooting the video, I could shoot if this box muffled my clicking sound. Ah. So I would move. I would move around the set and do uh, on-set stills or production stills. Yeah. And uh, but before the the video even starts, I do what's called the glamour, which is a portrait, like a a a, a, a kind of a playgirl uh, playgirl style centerfold photo layout kind of. of the model. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because it used to go in Honcho magazine inches. And that, that's what those were for. They would trade, uh, studios would trade a photo uh, layout for an ad. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And does that still work today? Like, because obviously the landscape of porn's changed, but also the landscape of media has mm. changed and magazines. Mm. Are photos still important in that promotional sense? They are because it, um, it uh, the, the, the photo really sells the scene on the website. Uh, uh, the update image will sell the scene. So um, I still stick to the same... Um, same process that I started when I, I was taught when I started, but um, I, I, I it's pared down. I'm really quick and I can do a uh, like a, a layout uh, of each model before in like 45 minutes. I'm I'm super fast at it. And good. But that must also be the experience. Like, you know exactly what you need and you know what you're going to do with it. Right. So it takes all the sort of guesswork out of what's happening here. Like. Right, right. I always know that if, if someone's insecure about their lower, like their hips or something like that, that I always make them put their <laughs> arms up because that, that stretches their body out. So if you look at, if you look at any of my photos on Twitter, or my Instagram, there's always this photo. <laughs> there, there's a ton of those. Yeah. This is, yeah. this is an audio format. So that's putting your arms up above your head and, uh, uh, and flexing your shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and show me your armpits yeah. and stuff like that. So then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um, we're talking about how things have changed over years and how things continue to evolve. I was, you know, interested whether, you know, you're still sort of excited about what you see in the future of the industry, what sort of projects you're looking forward to or what some of those aspirations are in terms of where you're going to take things next. Yes. Um, you know, when I first started, we were on sets for 14 hours and that's not fun Yeah, for the model or anyone, for the group. Not fun for anyone. No, no one, no one wants to stay hard off and on for 14 hours. Yeah. A bottom does not want to, uh, bottom, stay hungry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stay hungry. I mean, they, you know, they get dizzy. Um, so I, my crew, um, we can get shoots done in about two and a half hours. And that's now fun for me because we have a good time and, and we keep it light and fun, but sexy. And uh, that's in the sense that the porn industry has changed that way. I have a lot of fun when it's two hours. More fun hours now long. than you used to when, when you started. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, 
when I started, I remember being on sets for 14 hours and it's like, who's going to walk my dog? Like, <laughs> I would just wander off and think crazy thoughts. And, uh, and you know, I was in my 20s then. I can't do that. I can't be on a set for 14 hours. Yeah. Yeah. And looking ahead, what are some, you know, what are some of the aspirations for the studios that you're working on or, you know, the photography that you still, because you're still doing quite a lot of photography as, as well, you know, just in terms of other yeah. stuff. Where do you want to take things? Um, well, I, I really love, uh, I'm working for a, a freelance with, for a company called Charge Media, which does Missionary Boys, or, or they used to be formerly Mormon Boys, uh-huh. and Family Family Dick. And I kind of really am getting into, because uh, I also direct and do uh, my own camera sometimes if, on those shoots if I don't have a camera on. But I, I'm getting really into the B-roll, like into ah. the storyline. It's, it's, it's kind of fun for me. What is that leaning into the fantasy sort of? Or... Yeah, that, that, that's exactly, you're, you're creating the fantasy that, it's my stepdad. Yeah, or it, because you know, those yeah, charge media stepbrother. titles are all about creating that role play and creating that storyline. So, yeah, yeah. And, and that's what interests you is trying to make those storylines as realistic as possible. Um, well, it's it's not always fun to sit and wait for a boner no. or someone to go clean out. Yeah. Sometimes the B-roll is really fun for me because <laughs> the, char- the, 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 the actors sometimes will really get into it or sometimes they're deadpan. And uh, that's just l- lately that has been fun for me. That has been fun for me. Well, I guess my final question is if someone was interested in exploring a career in the world of adult entertainment, what advice or guidance would you give them? Um, work with as many, like if, if uh, you're going to work with a photographer uh, or get new photos, get, if you want to go the studio route, um, you know, work with the pho- photographers in your area. There's, there's plenty of photographers everywhere. And uh uh don't pay them they should they should if you're gonna you're just starting out trade someone like you know they're obviously doing photographs but sign a model release do not you know do not sign your image away and do not sign your but um and there's only the only fans is a great way to get the ball rolling and make money at the same time your own money yeah you know but it's hard work that isn't it don't you like people i think think oh that's going to be easy i'll just like put a dick pic up and away we go but it takes a lot of work right um guys will say i want to start an only fans that i'll meet at the gym and they know that i do for, you know do this and i said well it's a lot of work and they said what do you mean I said, <laughs> don't i just have sex in front of, don't i put my my iphone up on the wall and have sex and i said well it doesn't just upload it directly to uh, only fans you have to kind of process it and compress it they, they just look at me and i said well i can hook you up with someone who can help you but you know, uh, they'll take a percentage of it, but it's worth it because, uh, yeah, it, it's a lot of work p- pumping out, you know, because now sex becomes a job and you're not having fun on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is, is sex still fun for you? I mean, given that you're so immersed in it every day, like, do you separate out in some way? Or? Uh, sometimes uh, uh, it can make me really randy. And by the time I get home, like I dated an adult actor named Dale Savage. He's a big daddy uh, actor. He's iconic. His content is amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he is he is he's the guy that got me into the acting stuff like that. Like he loves he doesn't even really care about the sex very much anymore. He loves to play the evil character or <laughs> or the you know um he's really into that. So he's doing a lot of stuff with Disruptive and Extra Studio. 
but yeah um we have funny good connected kinky sex so yeah i'm still randy as ever (laughs) good to hear well that brings us to the end of this episode you can find me on twitter at gtv london today's guest has been anthony duran you can find him on twitter at anthony d photo f-o-t-o stay naked stay sexy and we'll see you next time bye (laughs) 